Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 516. It's 516 for July 19th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another host, Mo. And I'm another host, Kyle. Tongue-tied Adriel. Couldn't get that out, eh? (laughs) Need to hammer back a couple of of happy glasses of uh, homemade wine, and uh, (laughs) that should sort itself out. The fluency will just happen after that. That's how it works, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mo, why don't you uh, start us off? Sure. Um, on Saturday, I went to um, the Montreal Skeet Club. Uh, it's the first time I had ever gone there. I'm not a member. I'm probably going to get a membership, though. It's uh, just under 20 minutes from my house, so it's maybe the closest range to me. Um, I went with my friends uh, uh, Gabriel and Greg, and... Um, I just checked out the place. They have a very nice, nice clubhouse and a little shop inside. Uh, they have a bunch of uh, skeet and trap ranges. Uh, they have a pistol and rifle range. It's pretty. Uh, it's covered. It's uh, the, the shooting area is nice and covered and stuff. So it's probably probably be great in the winter. And uh, right now it's only like I think it's about seventy yards, um, but where the berm is, but. Um, they're just waiting for approval to extend it. They're supposed to be going out to, uh, to uh, 200. So that'll be great to, to have that. Um, yeah. So that was Saturday. And then on Sunday, I went to an Ipsic match in Stittsville, in Ontario. It's near Ottawa. And uh, it was supposed to rain and it was raining when we got there and we were just getting ready and stuff. And then the rain stopped. Uh, there was a little bit of mud to deal with, but not too bad. And uh, But then, yeah, it wasn't raining. It was just got a little bit of humid, but that was okay. Um, it was seven stages, and it was a lot of fun. They always put on a really good match. And uh, I was saying to, to Kyle pre-show, and then I saw some of his uh, Instagram videos, which I'm sure he'll talk about his match. But I, I like stages where it forces the uh, – the shooter to retreat to go back and uh, and i guess maybe because i don't get that too much or we don't ever get that in quebec so um i, I do like this those kind of stages and then that's, there was that's got to be it you just don't get to go forward or backwards in quebec so anytime you can go forward or back is, yeah yeah it's like a, it's a treat right it's like oh i get to run backwards with a gun Woo-hoo. Um, so, and, but they were, they were just great stages. They put on a really good match. Um, there was one stage where we were shooting from just one box and there was like two paper targets, not too far away. And then there was a series of plates and then there was a big popper. I don't know what the actual distance was. It was maybe 30 yards, but, uh, so it was, it was a fun stage to watch people shoot and to shoot. And, um, so that was good. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, How'd you do? 
A <sighs> little bit worse than middle of the pack. But it's it's interesting because I always have, and I think this is a normal thing, but I always have a couple stages where I do really well at, you know, close to the top five and mm-hmm. and then, but I can't, be, I'm just not consistent, right? So it's just those couple of stages and then the other ones are not so good. So, but, and then when I, those stages, I know I do, I've done well because it's just, you know, it's a, it's a smooth draw. It's the, the, the mag changes are smooth. I'm not uh, hesitating from going from one array to the next, you know, like there's no fumbling at all. It's just nice and clean and I don't get mics. I don't get deltas. Right. Um, I did. Oh, I forgot to mention, I, I put um, the eight pound spring in and mm-hmm. I had taken it to the range and it was functioning well. So there was no issues with that. Um, I noticed the recall was uh, like, it wasn't flipping down. So there was that. Um, and then in a match, I think I had less mics, and I have no idea if it was because of the the, the, the recall spring. But so I'm either going to keep going with that, or I might try the the slightly heavier one, like the ten pound one, and and then give that a go. Um, but I think I've accepted. I'm only going to with Ipsic. I think I'm going to be as good as I am now, and that's it. Like unless unless I start taking a lot more training and and uh, and doing a lot more live fire practice. I'm, I can't imagine I'm ever going to get, you know, I'm just kind of in the spot I'm in and I just have to enjoy the sport and <laughs> let it be what it is. Right? How often do you dry fire? Uh, well, th- before this match, I was doing it almost every day. Like, but, and, but lately I haven't been because I haven't had matches. It's, uh, it's not something I've been doing. I've been doing more like PRS dry firing than, than Ipsic, than, uh, Ipsic stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's just I gotta like just accept that it's you know wow. I, I'm not gonna well, get it to the top where, five. I'm where, I'm I'm where not. Do you a, think you're losing the, your most time? Uh, yeah. I'm losing in the the mics, and I'm losing the time in. Um, I would say in between a race, like I'm just the, maybe the foot speed or I'm not as quick as I should be. But I like it's cool. It's cool. Like I've, I think it's. Not necessarily going for for speed. Like I, I've watched some guys, and they're actually watched a lot of guys, and they're not necessarily fast. They're they're smooth. They, smooth, they, yeah. They're clean. Yeah, right? They're yeah. They're not um, fumbling at all, right? Like so. one thing from the, like from my weekend, and something I got to remember, especially like Ipsic USPSA, is just slow it down and just make it smooth. I'm not gonna say slow is smooth. Yeah. Slow is slow, but if you go sl- smooth. And slow down, so like you're t- saying, mics. Yeah, mics will kill you. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, that absolutely kills me. And yeah, I'm I'm but, trying to I'm trying to be patient on that. I even tell myself, I remind myself, be patient on the second shot. Uh, don't be in such a hurry. But you know, it's easier said than done, right? When you're but actually, it's it's, it's well, interesting because you mentioned that you're able to get into the, like when everything clicks, you're able to get yes. into the top five. So you've got yes. the skills, like you you've you've got the uh, skill yeah. level to 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 get there. There's just like. There's some aspect of your game that, like, if you can unlock that consistency, it sounds like you'd be. Uh, I'm very much in my own head. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a classic overthinker, and so I'm very much in my <laughs> own head. And even Mike made the comment: it's a mental thing. The tiniest thing can throw off your whole stage. I'm oh. just remembering there was there was one stage where we engaged a bunch of targets left and right, and then we ran down like a like a hallway, right, and then. We go into through a port and there's a bunch more targets. And I remember I didn't realize that there was a barrel somewhere in there. And just the vibration of the barrel, like that 
hearing it vibrate just threw me off because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. You know, it's like, doom, you hear that sound? And it's like, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, are you finding like you're losing your place in the stages? And it's just like, no, 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 no. That, you know what? That's something I, when I first got into Ipsic and the memory stages and things like that, yeah, that's something that I struggled a little bit with. But now, no, once I have a stage plan, I don't, I, don't, I generally don't. Sometimes I'm, I, I do an extra reload that I wasn't planning on doing. It just, it's like, you know, I'm not, these, this first array and a half, I'm not going to do a reload. But then when I get here, I'm going to do it. And then sometimes I mess that up. But in terms of, I'm never at a point where I'm a deer in the headlights and I'm in between and I'm like, not where I generally know where I'm going. So that's, mm. and even the, the order of, you know, like left to right, right up and down, whatever. Like I generally have it in my head already how I'm going to engage those targets. So it's not a, Oh, where am I going next? Like I already have it in my head. So that's something I worked on, like, you know, the memorization and repeating get over, like as I'm getting ready for the stage. So it's not that. So okay. I was just wondering, cause like, I know when I have my smoothest stages, it's usually when I'm taking the time behind the line, no matter how simple the stage and I'm walking eyes closed, mm -hmm. walking the stage, have it visualized and I'm going through the entire stage and I, I could basically shoot with my eyes closed. Cause I know mm -hmm. exactly what I'm doing every step of the way i find that's when i have my smoothest stages and my smoothest stages end up being my better stages mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um i think that was it i think that was it for the match uh did i have anything else uh no i think that's it how about you kyle uh, i shot our uh, local uspsa match on saturday and it was a good day and I, I shot much better than I have been. So, and as I was saying a little bit during your segment, I, I felt, I felt slow. I, I, I felt like I had really slowed it down. My first stage of the day, I, uh, it was actually really incredible. I got like 19 alpha one Charlie. And that happened to be the stage that they had put the Death Star on. So the Death Star made its debut down here. And they decided to throw it for a pistol target, which they're a little mean, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, first stage of the day, and I uh, somehow I ended up clearing the Death Star just shot for shot. Did Death Star didn't even really get much chance to spin; it just swung back and forth a couple times. So, uh, so yeah, I ended up with an overall stage win by over twenty five percent on that one. And uh, for the most part, everything else went really good. Uh, we had one stage where you were talking about moving back, and I'm generally not a fan of, of like 100% retreating stages. But uh, this one was actually pretty good. It uh, had a really good, really nice flow to it, felt really good, and uh, really didn't feel like, uh, like it was out of place or that you were actually retreating. Um, I guess maybe part of it was just only doing one reload on it, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I did have one stage that totally, well, it knocked me down a few spots for the, for the overall. And it was a short little 10 target stage. Uh, so we had to start with empty gun on the table and pick it up, get into the shooting area. And then it was one shot per, per target and they were kind of in behind barrels. So you had to move maybe a grand total of like a, in like a 10 inch square with your feet just to get all the targets. 
And on the first target, I had a failure to extract. Oh. So, of course, tap rack. Now you got double feed, rip the mag, rack, throw it in. And uh, still ended up with a with a good time on it. But my shooting got slap, sloppy because I was I was just trying to race mm. to pick it up. Like I think I ended up thir- yeah I was ended up thirteen seconds flat on that stage with the with the malfunction. I think the fastest time was something like eleven seconds mm. on it. But I also right. had dropped two targets on that stage. So oh, so I I did the what if game on practice score. And, ah uh, yes, I. <laughs> But if I had gotten an Alpha and a Charlie on those two targets, because I think I, I had only, besides the two mics, I only had one Charlie and the rest were Alphas on that. And uh, knocked it down to, say, 11 seconds. And, yeah, I would have been second place down by, like, 5% on the day. Hmm. But uh, in the end, I was still able only, to... Uh, I had, had shot perfectly yeah. and everyone else shot the <laughs> yeah. same. I would have yeah. won. Oh, yeah. Nine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I ended up still taking an overall win in uh, Limited. Cool. It was very close by, like, 0.4%. But uh, I'll definitely take that, considering I'm shooting minor and he was shooting major. So Okay. And I'm shooting my three-gun pistol, so it's 9 mil. But, uh, yeah, it was overall fun day, fun match. How many, and, how many USPSA matches have you done so far? Uh... I've actually done quite a few. Let's see. I got my practice score up already, actually, or still. So it's like one, two, three, four. Yeah, I've done about five. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay, And you've done, you've obviously done IPSC matches. So I've done a few, yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you really like about, forget about uh, uh, mag capacity? Yeah. What do you really like about USPSA versus IPSC? Uh, two things. And it's not mag capacity, but my mags. The limited doesn't need to fit in a box. So even if I was running 10 rounders, I could still run my 140 mil mags, which means it's not like flush with the mag well. Okay. I could also put on like the big Limcat mag well, the cheater mag well on it if I wanted to. Because it doesn't have to fit in a box for USPSA. Okay. And uh, another one is your, uh, I mean, our match was a lot of just like shooting positions, but if they have it all, USPSA, you can cut around walls. You can, however, which way you want to make your way through the stage, you can. You just got to be within the fault lines to shoot. To shoot, yeah. So you can cut through, you can cut so they're, they're, shortcuts. And yeah, they're fault lines, not travel lines. Yes. So those are two things that I, actually really like about USPSA over IPSC. Is there something you don't like? I don't like the so fact far? that it doesn't follow IPSC because it's supposed to be IPSC for the US. So now if I were to if I were to ever go to Worlds or something, it would be a whole lot of adjustment on that to go shoot an IPSC match. Okay. To shoot, right? So the things I like about USPSA over IPSC are the same things I don't like about USPSA over IPSC if I were to go shoot competitively internationally. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, and like I was saying earlier, like that, I felt like I was going pretty slow most of the day, but uh, 
it was just smooth. I definitely could have gone faster, but I was trying not to to rush through everything. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Crystal's getting more and more comfortable with her, with the gun, and she's getting better Good. and better. She's her accuracy is on point. Should we just gotta speed her up now? Okay. And she's enjoying it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's nice. that's the right order to go. Accuracy first, <laughs> then speed. Yes. If you, yeah. if you go fast, it's no good. <laughs> Missed yeah. fast, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then Saturday night, our uh, our our uh, action shooting club ended up sending a few of us to an NRA banquet here here in town. So that was uh, that was a cool experience. Put on by uh, friends of the NRA, and it basically they had a bunch of little. Games like raffle games, raffles, auc- like a live auction, silent auction, steak dinner, and uh, lots of guns. They were giving away lots of guns. I didn't win a single one. Oh. In fact, the best I got was I bought a $100 mug that gave me entry into a draw. It was like only 50 of them available. Uh, first one drawn could pick from any prize on the, well, not prize, any item off the auction, the live auction table. Like there was South African hunts there, Argentina hunts. Oh, they had wow. a bear at fifty cal sitting there. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they, they there was there was some some goods there, and uh, but yeah, that's all I got from from the evening. But it was it was still fun. Good time out. Uh, my new holster for my Taurus came in, so it's Ooh. a Taurus or <laughs> Taurus holster pistol, but uh, crossbreed Rogue system. So, okay. I'm surprised you're not wearing it. You're just like, here's my new holster. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to play around with it. Okay. Um, I can't, you know, we've always heard the uh, crossbreed. I've never actually felt their holsters. And for the first, first uh, instincts or impression, I don't like the belt clips. They, they look so cheesy. Like mm. they're just thin metal and they're mm-hmm. just. So I luckily I have other clips that I might change out. But one nice thing is they sent an extra one. So if I wanted to, I could separate the sidecar and run like say two clips on the pistol and run it separate from the mag. So they wouldn't have to be right together, which I could see a benefit for and it'd just be nicer for carrying. But uh, yeah, I do some playing around and tweaking and figure out exactly how I want to set it up. But uh, yeah, that came in yesterday, and and yeah, well, I'm on the show right now because my truck broke down. So oh, unfortunately, no. yeah, it, from what I can see so far, uh, it spun the upper timing chain on the passenger side for the camshaft. So, hmm. so yeah, that's a big job and not something that was able to get done before. I, well, I was supposed to, I was due to leave this morning for multi-gun nationals. So truck didn't get done. So now I'm here on the show, <laughs> but uh, there is a all classifier match in Roswell and they've picked all older classifiers. So there shouldn't be an issue with uploads. Cause even like from our all classifier match we held here last month, they still not Something's screwed with the system where it's not accepting the the newest uh, classifiers from from practice core or something. Hmm. But uh, so we, if my truck's not ready to go and I can't take the work truck, we do have a ride up to Roswell on Saturday to go shoot their classifier match. 
go up there and finally get a classification, even though it's not anywhere where I want to be. Because classifier stages suck. <laughs> I'd much prefer to do it off match performance, but uh, that's, that's what we got. It's just so I, I find it hard to to uh, move up in classification on classifier stages. But I'll probably end up being that on the practical shooting podcast just recently. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Listen, I'll have to give it a listen, but uh, yeah, that's my personal thing. I think I'm limited. I'm probably going to end up being a C class after Saturday. And if I decide to shoot my carry optics, I'll probably be a B or a C on that as well. Hmm. So, but we'll see. I've got, two classifiers so if they do six stage six all classifier stages yeah it'll be enough to get classified and even if i do really good bump a, one or two bad ones off <laughs> so. other than that that is it for me how about you adriel well a couple things uh went to Kananaskis, did a double header fantastic oh man they've that club down there they got about 400 members they filled both days. So I did a double header. Uh, they filled both days with just members. So like 10, 10% of their club went to that maple seed and they could, they could have done more. They sold out of both in like a day. So nice. uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're going to have to do some more down there. And they were like super inviting. They had like some really great, like target stands. They do a bunch of Ipsic down there. So like they had Ipsic target stands and they had like, Normally, like in the morning, we do our like, what is maple seed? And we do a safety brief. And they're like, we have our safety brief. I'm like, okay, do your safety brief. It's exactly the same as every other safety brief you heard. So it was like super well put together, super well organized. Loved it. And the, uh, like the area is fantastic too. You're like shooting into a mountain and there's like a, a big mountain, like looming kind of in the, in the corner there. So really, uh, really picturesque and, uh, yeah, decent weather on both days, a little bit warm day one when it got to about 28, but Still not too bad. And day two is 24. I think, no, sorry. Other way around for day one was 24 and a bit hazy from the smoke. So the smoke like kept the sun from beating down on us. Day two was a little bit more, uh, more sunny. Not really much rain on the other day. So, uh, yeah, really nice. Got a couple of, a couple of riflemen, a bunch of kids came out. Kids had a blast. Oh yeah. Loved it. Uh, and I just camped at uh, Sibold Flats, which is kind of like uh, about thirty minutes away. So, and with no cell reception, so like right in the right in the mountains there, <laughs> roughing yeah. it, R- really roughing it. Yeah, but no, we're in, we're in Tom's trailer there, so we were really roughing it. <laughs> uh, I ordered a bunch of stuff this week, so uh, I've been just looking at like, yeah, I should use that. Yeah, I should do that. So finally, I'm doing it. Uh, inner surplus. I found they had the right diameter Carcano bullets. Uh, ordered 200 of those. I already have them. So those are the 0. .268 or 0. .267. Um, I might try 0. .264 bullets in my Carcanos. Just see if they'll uh, spin them. Because if they do, that's the same thing as my 6.5 Creedmoor, right? So it might be easier to get bullets for. And I've got a bunch of them too. So if I could, I will. Um, I also, along the Carcano length there... I ordered the uh, the proper sized full length sizer for the Carcano, um, plus the next sizer for the for my three hundred three Enfield. So three hundred three Enfield, like the cases grow a ton, and if you just full length size them every time, they get case head separation bad really quick. 
So I'm going to try neck sizing just so uh, so I don't have to do that. What about annealing? Uh, well, that'll help at the shoulder, but they where they weaken is down at the at the bottom near the uh, base, and you can't anneal that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you anneal the shoulder for like work hardening and and mm. all that kind of stuff. But now I'm gonna I'm gonna just try neck sizing them just so that's just try to get a couple more reloads through it. Uh, and then I've had the same pair of let's see if I can get them out here. Same pair of Aegis Echoes for a year and a half, two years, and uh, they're pretty ratched now. They're like uh, all the <laughs> all the rubber at the ends there is all like oh nice falling yeah. off yet, and like they're not the most clear anymore. But they've been run hard. Uh, you know, I shoot a bit. I'm on the range for a couple days a year, so mm-hmm. I treat myself right. So 911 Supply had some for a decent price, so I, I ordered some from them. Just in Calgary, that should be here. I don't know soon. Um, what else did I do? Just taking the next steps to becoming a PAL RPAL instructor. So, oh, nice that program. So I'm doing some of my applications and my CPIC and my vulnerable sector check and blah blah blah, all the same stuff. You've been thinking about that for a while, or is this a new? Uh, yeah, I meant to apply last year, but then like I sold my house and a bunch of other stuff got in the way, so I, I, I couldn't. Um, but this year, like I'm in my house and I'm, I don't, there's no big changes. So, uh, yeah, did the application and, uh, yeah, looks like I'll do the course in October if everything lines up here. So that'd be cool. Okay. Right on. Yeah. And That's then this great. weekend, uh, I'm going to go camping and then, uh, the weekend after we've got the Sherwood park, uh, three gun match that I'm going to be MDing at match directing. Mm-hmm. So I've got these stages all designed out for that. I am maximizing reuse of props because uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time resetting. Just want to like, or sorry, rebuild. I want the I want the stage rebuild because it's just one bay, right? So since it's one bay, I just want to like change a couple things. Okay, let's go shoot it another way and okay. uh, and just get get as many rounds down range as possible. Uh, and then I got a special purchase today. Uh, oh, what's which- that? Uh, you guys might, it's a, uh, it's a neck gator, uh, just to keep the, the sun off me. It's gray. So it matches my, uh, my other, uh, no, it's, uh, it's a CZ brand too. MS. Oh, that. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. That's a little bit more interesting than the, than the neck gator. Eh? Yes. A uh, yeah. Just a little bit uh, different. Um, yeah. So this came in the mail, uh, yesterday. Um, and it is, so this is one of the uh, Marstar ones, the 11 inches that they rebarreled. So it did come with the factory barrel, the 11 inch, and it's got the flash suppressor on it, which I'll have to spin on the end of this one. Um, and it's also got a very short foreign because it is that 11 inch one. But uh, a couple of neat things about it. Um, it's kind of, like the stock is kind of like the Magpul, Magpul Jukov stock. So you can like, you can adjust the length of pull. Uh, it has a very nice uh, folding uh, to it, and it does lock onto that little plastic nub on the side okay. there. Comes out, no wiggle at all. Keep in mind, like these things are t- to get the converted ones in Canada, thirty seven hundred bucks. So it's not a uh, not a value priced rifle at all. No. Um, the controls are pretty good, very AR ish. So we've got a, a side charge, non reciprocating uh, handle here. Uh, you can pull that back. Magazine releases right there, uh, just as you would expect it. It's ambi, so if you want to, you can press the left side to pull it out. Uh, it's got uh, a standard 
bolt hold open like an AR, so you can press it there to hold it uh, right. to open her up, or you use the bad lever, and the bad lever is right there. So you press down right there, and it draw ah. it goes forward, or you can press it up and uh, lock it open, and probably get DQ'd if you're uh, if you're actually shooting this at a match, right? <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure uh, either locking it open or going like that to <laughs> drop the bolt, uh, either of those is going to get you DQ'd uh, in a match if you do it. And even if it doesn't get you DQ'd, if you press that down, you're it, you're so close to that trigger yeah. that uh, you're in you're in some for some danger there. I think. Yeah, it's not like the bad lever where you can just swipe it to the side. You have to actually put your <laughs> finger in the trigger guard. Trigger to, guard, uh, yeah. That bad boy. Yeah. So. Uh, Nice for locking open. I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd use it to to close it. <laughs> you can you can just use the ping pong paddle, right? It's not a ping pong paddle, but you can pull this back and press the bottom of the ping pong paddle, and, and that holds it open just fine. Or you can slap the ping pong paddle as well, just to uh, just to drop it. So it is. It does have that uh, that AR familiarity, safety, same place, uh, but it is um, it's a little bit stiff because there's a, there's a lot of plastic on this rifle. Uh, and it's a 45, not a 90 degree. So it's nice. a, a quick okay. little guy. And I do like that it's small because uh, when I'm using my trigger finger here, I don't like a big control in the way of my finger. Mm-hmm. And this one is not. And it is on, like, that's why I pull off the ambies on, like, WK-180s or WSMCRs. I pull off the this one so it doesn't get in the way of my trigger finger. Hmm. Um, some good things on it. Like, it's got a cutie cup there, cutie cup there mash hook there and then mash hook there as well so that's where you would attach your sling you could use an hk or the uh mash hook to uh to grab on there i would have liked to see a cutie cup on the front somewhere here uh this one uh, at the back of the receiver that you, that's what you'd use for like a single point sling just to kind of have it like hang right about here but if you've got one at the back there should be one at the front like a corresponding one so you can like you know, have it sit across you, but mm-hmm. keeping in mind that this is, this is a, this is a pistol. This is in the U S this is a pistol that they sell it as right. 11 inch barrel. They don't sell it with this stock. Um, so, you know, maybe that's why they don't have that. Uh, Cause why would you put a, a QE push book cup on a pistol forend? Is that M lock right? on the front there? Yes, it is. Yeah. M lock so, right there and there. You could put a, you could put a cup there. Yeah. yeah. Very easily um, because this is a conversion. So this is an 11 inch was 11 inch, uh, but now it's got an 18 and a half inch barrel. I'm curious if the gas is going to be spicy on this thing because uh, mm. there's only really like your uh, number one setting, number two and zero. So zero is going to be gas off. Number one is going to be normal operation. Number two is going to be it's all credit up. I would need like a 0.5 or something like that for this, I think, because there's going to be a ton more gas coming back. That bullet is going to be traveling down here and that gas pressure is going to be pressing on that piston the whole time that bullet's going out. So there's a lot more time to press that thing back. So I'm curious uh, how far into the next province it throws the brass. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that really strikes me about it is how much plastic is on this thing and how much it is. So this stock, all hundred percent plastic, very lightweight, like honeycomb plastic. You see on the bottom there, see these like lugs. That's mm. for the, uh, that's for the stock adjustment, right? It just kind of clicks into these square 
lugs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't really like it because if you use this at like at all with any frequency, you're going to like wear out those lugs and you're going to start getting some slop in there. Um, but I mean, if you just run it at, at max length, maybe that isn't such a, a big concern. Uh, the entire lower is plastic. So plastic grip, plastic magwell, plastic trigger, plastic controls, plastic, 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 plastic on everywhere on the bottom of this thing. Mm. Um, the grip is not an AR grip. It's a little bit thinner. Uh, so quite, quite a bit thinner up here. There's a the standard uh, AR there, grip yeah. kind of a, as a comparison. And this thing is a little bit small for my hands. Um, quite, quite small for my hands. Just I envelop the thing. Um, and yeah, I was just showing the guys here before we had started that the disassembly to take it apart is, uh, is pretty quick. So there's one pin right there. I can pull that there. And then this just kind of lower just kind of comes right off. Right. So there's the, uh, there's the lower pretty simple. How big is that rear lug on that? Uh, that big. Can you see that? That big. Okay. Yeah. yeah, big enough that I think I don't think it's going to run into any issues, and it, and it grabs yeah. into like a a recess right there on the stock, and then a front pin, kind of right there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be fine. And uh, oh, there's the there's the spring and guide rod right there. If you're curious, the the this the action, it's like you can hear the spring moving, but it's actually super smooth. You can't feel. The bolt like lock like locking into the uh, into the receiver. It just slides right in there. Feels great. And then just pop that back on. Push that pin back in, and it's uh, all she wrote about that. So I'll be doing a more full review on my website and uh, YouTube channel. I won't get to shoot it this weekend, but uh, next weekend at that three gun match, I will. So I'm gonna have to take it to the nice. range. Uh, sometime during the week, shoot it, get it sighted in, get some rounds through it, see what it's like, and uh, yeah, and then shoot it at uh, at that match. So I'm looking forward to it. It does sit like uh, Kyle was noticing there that uh, the, it looks like the receiver sits a little bit higher than on the barrel than a than an AR. It doesn't feel top heavy. I think I'm going to need to run like a lower optic uh, because like. It's not mm -hmm. like a straight line recoil. You get your head quite a bit down there. So I think I'm going to need to run like a low mount red dot on there. But that's fine. I got some of those. Okay. If it wasn't CZ, I'd say it should be cheaper. Because $3,700 for like this much plastic. Uh, the AR-180B, uh, like that lower is all plastic. Uh, and that one sold for under $1,000 when they uh, when they're selling it in Canada initially, I think the initial price was like seven something hmm. when Wolverine was first bringing them in and no one wanted them. Cause just use an AR. Right. But, uh, this is decidedly higher quality than the air one eighty B. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to see how it, uh, how it runs at the range, but I expect hundred percent reliability. I expect with that, conversion that it's going to rocket the brass into you know the the next county and uh i don't know should be should be a good go fast gun i'll try not to get dq'd i'm going to use the paddle instead of the uh the inside the trigger uh yeah, the DQ button. yeah. it's probably a good idea yeah yeah i think that thing would just get me dq'd but uh no overall uh pretty cool rifle pretty cool rifle yeah awesome 
Can't wait to see the reveal. Should be good. All right, let's get into upcoming events. Uh, right now, we're looking at the CFS Nationals and Bill Bramley Challenge in Grand Prairie. That's July 20th to 23rd. Information's on Facebook or contact the range for that. Uh, there's also going to be a bullseye shoot at Wapiti Shooters Club. Wapiti? Wapiti Shooters Club. Okay. July 20th, 7 to 9 p.m. That'll be 22 caliber. Rim fire at 60, uh, center fire and 17 at 100. Uh, there's going to be a Chaz Family Day open house on July 22nd. That's this weekend. Uh, details on that are on Facebook. Uh, Maple Seed events are all up on the website. Uh, I think we've got some we got some Atlantic ones coming up that aren't sold out. So if you're looking, if you've been looking for a, a, a Maple Seed and you're in like PEI and you're New Brunswick or something like that, check it out. Uh, we've also got events in Grand Prairie and uh, Northern Alberta and BC that are on there. Uh, so check those out. Mm, there are ORA events coming up in practice score, so look for them on there. And let's get into the news. Uh, no news this week. Oh, there was one little bit of news mm-hmm. for anybody who remember shooting USA? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Uh, so Jim Scouten, the the old, oh, old man yeah. host of that show, he oh, uh, unfortunately yeah. passed earlier this week. Uh-huh. So so for any gunny who's used that show, I remember I never watched it religiously, but mm-hmm. always ended up watching it. And definitely, definitely a big name in the gun world. So. Uh, absolutely. All right. Uh, next thing up here, uh, the SBI Lynx 180 match lower giveaway. Got a couple more uh, entries on this. So SBI has uh, donated a Lynx 180 match lower to give away. It's one that I used for a review. Uh, the way you get in for entries is you send a screenshot of your donations to the CCFR. For every $20 donated, you get one entry. And you can also get another entry by taking a picture of yourself with a gun on Instagram and tagging Slamfire Radio's Instagram for another entry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Contest closes August 1st, which is coming up soon. And we'll be announcing the winner on August 2nd. Let's get into new gun stuff. New gun stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. Need a new boomstick? Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR. The wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. Free shipping over $200. Some exclusions apply, like ammo. Uh, subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals. And the first one that they have that I wanted to share. Let me share my screen. And no, not that one. They have Keltec Sub 2000s for $8.99. And there's free shipping. So that's $8.99 to your door plus tax. Nice. I like it. This is the one that takes Glock mags. I kind of want one, but you guys told me I'm not allowed to get one until I. That's right. Uh, Bubba, fuck my uh, my high <laughs> point. I think is the uh, proper terminology, right? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'll have to do that, and then I can buy the Keltec sub two thousand. Get that full. Seems fair. Kelly wanted one. We're showcasing it. A British 3.7-inch howitzer. She asked for one for the next show, and she didn't even show up. Oh, Kelly. Hmm. You can click a larger image there, and it brings it up. It's got new tires. It's got a new coat of paint. Oh, new tires. It. Nice. And nice. It, it's live. It's not D-mail. It's, it's fully functioning. Awesome. You just need some 3.7-inch howitzer shells. Those yeah. are probably <laughs> prohibited in Canada, aren't they? <laughs> 
just I think they just squeak into the prohib market. Uh, just <laughs> over that muzzle energy, probably. Hey, yeah. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe get away with it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they said what was it? Twenty millimeters. Just it's just over. Like, come on, just. guys. Oh, what about this? What about this one? The anti-tank rocket launcher. There yeah. you go. Hey, that's yeah. only 475 pounds. That's a bargain. Yeah. They got a pack 35. Wait, get out of the way, you stupid thing. <laughs> oh, they got a pack 35. <laughs> oh, replica. Oh, what is this? PVC? Okay, I'm not looking at this stuff anymore. <laughs> Anyways, Kelly, there's your howitzer. Uh, Cabela's, this is actually one that uh, Tony found. They've got the Pact Club Shot Timer 3 for $199. I thought I got one of these for $125 back in the day, but then I looked at it. I got it for 125 US back in the day. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So this is Makes not sense. a bad price for a very easy to use shot timer. No thinking. Put it on your belt. Hit the big green button. Start timing yourself. Zero thinking required. Although, you, like, because there's zero thinking required, this thing's missing some features on some other timers because it's got fewer buttons. So, mm-hmm. like, I think the the par timer is limited to, like, I don't know, 99 seconds or 199 or something silly like that. Oh, like, it's not okay. fully customizable. But I would argue that most people don't need a fully customizable timer. That's, only, that's that, only 99 seconds? I don't know if it's 99 or 199 or, or what the case is. It has some some par limitation on it. I've never mm-hmm. run into it because why would I set a par time on that thing when I'm timing myself? Mm-hmm. I don't need to par myself out. Yeah. Just yeah. if you're using it for like a club match or, or something, then you might need to. I don't know. I just look at the timer. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you're over time. Timed out. You're done. Easy enough. Uh, anyways, they got those at Cabela's. Uh, they also have the Stevens 320 security thumb hole pump action shotgun. If you want the dumbest stock on a security shotgun, mm-hmm. they've got those. They've got those. Mm-hmm. This one's probably a little bit more interesting. They have a Savage Mark II FV heavy barrel bolt action rifle with AccuTrigger. They've got the 22 and they've got the 17 HMR as well. Okay. For a fairly decent price, 329. So mm-hmm. a little bit heavier, a little bit more accurate. Uh, also, uh, in okay. the, no one asked for that, uh, inner surplus has the <laughs> insert for 12 gauge to make it into 20. Uh, actually that would be handy for sporting clays. What? I mean, Why? a full tube, a full tube would be better because you have sub gauge events. Oh, so you have your main event so you gun. can shoot your 12 gauge and then you go do uh-huh. your 50 bird sub gauge event. Just toss that in there and you, you're shooting a 12 Look gauge choke with 20 gauge, but. You can shoot the sub gauge vent then. Yeah, what's that twelve gauge choke going to do with your twenty gauge? Ah, just toss your full in there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I never that's thought about cheap, it that the way. Cheapest way to go do your sub gauge event: yeah. twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks. Yeah, to go from twelve to twenty gauge. That is very inexpensive. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Inner Surplus has those. You know the other thing that Inner Surplus has that I, I found interesting? Imagine you wanted like a low recoiling hunting rifle and you, and you didn't need to go very far. You want something like a little bit classy. What about a Swedish M96 Sporter in 6.5x55? So these are like M96 Mausers. Yeah. 6.5x55, uh, plenty for deer, moose, like that kind of thing. In a nice classy these like sporterized military rifle. Isn't this one of the ones that the uh 
tried to ban? Mm, well, Mauser, yeah. Yeah, Mauser, <laughs> Mausers were on the list. I don't know if the M96 but, I mean, was. Be cool round to shoot. I don't know Six how much it is. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. It's basically the same ballistics as, as 6.5 Creedmoor, just in a longer cartridge. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit more of a classy rifle. I don't know if yeah. I can keep that scope on there, but that's that's looking pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. I, and you'd probably want to do something with that uh, with that butt pad as well there. But yeah, clean that what, up what's a the bit, comparison yeah. on here? What, what do you what's a, a savage access go for right now? I five, I five yeah, I was gonna say in the hundred and the fives, yeah. That's three sixty nine. Okay, what's the access XP go for? Six hundred and thirty oh, bucks. Yeah. So as an inexpensive, like short yeah. range rifle, fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. Two ninety five. Oh, they did some weird woodworking Ooh. on that one. Interesting. Yeah. What about this one here? Ooh, that one looks good. That one's Just got the old, the old timey uh ventilated uh vulcanized yeah. rubber butt pad there. Looks like a nice cheek piece there. Yeah. It's a classy gun. Very classy. Let's shoot one of those. Whoa, how much was that? Was that 75 bucks that I see there? Which one? That Husqvarna. No, it was 275. 275. Okay, I missed it. I, I, I glanced, I saw 75. I'm like, what? Adriel would have ordered three already. I don't know, 275. <laughs> I'm looking at that. <laughs> like, maybe I'll just put that on the wall. Like, have a Mauser. It's too bad they don't have any unsporterized ones because an unsporterized Mauser in 65 by 55 would be cool as hell. Hmm. But uh, yeah, mostly sporters. Oh, two sixty. This thing's got to be horrible. Uh, it's just refinished. Weird. It looks like yeah. Uh, the craftsman that made the stock was uh, you know maybe into the wine a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the homemade wine. Yeah. Timney, some of these have Timney triggers or like adjustable triggers too. Well, yeah, they must have. They must have had like a, first, a, an aftermarket for it. Afterwards. The first tr t trigger that Timney built was for the Mauser. Hey. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, for, for coming back from the war, guys were using their rifles back home and wanted better triggers, so that's where Timney got its start. This would be a cool gun. Oh, I don't like that ninety degree bolt though. But this would be mm. cool, a cool like hunting rifle, right? A, a, a target rifle with like nice diopter sights on it. Mm, 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 mm. Some more Huskies, Harskvarna, Carl Gustavs, Antonio cool. Zoli, 1900. Ooh. Anyways, if you're looking for like a really cheap short range hunting rifle, I would get one of those for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Frontier Firearms, they have some European coach guns. They just got a new batch brought in uh, starting at 299. So if you're looking for Okay, side by side, and not only starting, but like they still have some of those at two ninety nine. They're uh, you know dark, you know a little bit, a little bit rusty or or grody looking. But they have some other ones for you know three ninety nine. They're oh four fifty is about as expensive as they get. So if you want like an exposed okay. hammer or not exposed an internal hammer uh, side by side coach gun, they got them. Frontier Firearms. Uh, Reliable Gun has their July semi-monthly sale. It's like, I don't know. I guess we'll have a sale. Oop, I clicked through there. They've got uh, the Remington 870 Express. I don't know. Remington still made shotguns. I guess someone's making them. 
Remington 870 TAC 14, little bird's head shotgun. Canuck over 100 shotguns are on sale. They've got the H&K USC. That's in 45 ACP. And a variety of other stuff. Ooh, that's a good price on a Gila. $4.69 for a box of a Gila. Super mm. extra. That is very decent. Was that $0.09? Cents? $0.08 cents around? Oh, Rimfire. Copper-coated lead hollow point for $0.49. Even better. Red Hill Tactical Holsters and Mag Pouches, 50% off. Woohoo! That is good. Nice. Uh, okay, I'm going to look at that afterwards. Not on, <laughs> not on the air. Not on the air. <laughs> uh, Dominion Outdoors, because you know what will happen. I'll find something that's good, good and I'll be like, I'm going to buy that, and I'll forget, and they'll come back, and some listener will have, like, scooped it out. Scooped from it me. up, yeah. Yeah. they got to find it. they got to find it on their own. Um, Dominion Arms, sorry, Dominion Outdoors just got a restock of Armageddon gear. That's like uh, shooting bags and that kind of mm-hmm. thing for uh, PRS and uh, CRPS and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, very expensive rifle cases. The Armageddon gear, big ass fat bag, it's ranger, big. <laughs> two twenty eight. That's sticky big. pint. The pint size game changer, and so on and so forth. Lots of bags. There we go. Squishy bag. Yes, lots of bags. Uh, Tenda's got the Henry, uh, they've got a bunch of Henry lever action rifles in, nice. new and in stock. Um, I think some of these are kind of, uh, not kind of, I think some of these are, are very stupid to be selling in Canada. I don't know who's going to be buying some of these things. Maybe Americans, maybe Canadians who, who want to be Americans, but. They've got the Henry American Farmer Tribute Edition. Why the hell do do we have this in Canada? American farmers feeding the world. You want to have that on the side of your gun in Canada? <laughs> yeah, that's hot. That is hot. Yeah. Or just farmers feeding the world. Nope. American farmers feeding the world. Interesting. That's going to be on the side of your gun. In celebration of those who feed the world, Americans. <laughs> Not us. Not us. No, we don't do that here. Uh, and then the other one they had, oh yeah, they got they got another American one here, the American Rodeo Tribute. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't see anything that says America; it just says Cowboy Up on it. That's acceptable. Okay. I, I, okay. I need to see the other side. Wait, I need to see Cowboy Up. Okay, okay. Does the other side say um, okay Rodeo Tribute? This one doesn't have anything about America on it. This one would be okay if you wanted something for like a a cowboy or like a rancher kind of a kind of a gun okay that one's okay anyways so they have silly versions and non silly <laughs> firefighter oh wow okay the ambulance do they have one for the true heroes the uh, the digital marketers do they have us they have a weapon for that <laughs> yeah, yeah just these firefighters for the people ambulance. in the auto business yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah corpse uh corpse car over here just like driving dead bodies around they get they get a, a rifle why don't uh. Where's the <laughs> the where's real the heroes? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a it's not a slam fire unless it makes them listen. I'm in Zoom meetings all day. Does that make me a hero? I think so. Yeah. They should have Zoom hero on there. <laughs> yeah. be like some guy who's just like, oh, and like they should be like, this meeting could have been an email. I'm like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that goes on the side there. The true heroes that sit through the meeting and. Are probably browsing Reddit on the side or whatever, right? All sorts of things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep going on here. Uh, listener feedback. I don't think we got any. Oh, we do have an email there. Yeah, These are new, right? All yeah. right. Cool. Yeah, I, I could take the first one. Go ahead. 
I, I'm new to the gun game. Been buying rifles based on fun factor as much as purpose. Can't try anything out around my area, so I have been just buying buying stuff. Been happy with most of my caliber gun choices so far, except 5.56. I got a Templar 5.56 for coyotes slash fun. I find it very heavy, and I'm looking to get the same type of gun but lighter. Looking at a Lockhart Raven or an SBI Lynx 180 build. I don't want to sacrifice reliability, but can't bring myself to spend 5K on the brand too. Looking for hands-on advice. Thanks, Jeff. 3,700. And I think like the, the real <laughs> question is like, how many rounds are you going to put through it? Mm. Just coyotes? Yeah. Oh, he says he got a Templar 556 for coyotes and fun. Yeah. I find it heavy. I'm looking to get the same type of gun, but lighter. Uh, I mean, this thing's pretty light. I don't think it's very heavy. That's because it's like the 11 inch and there's like no long forend on it. That's 3,700. It's not 5K. Uh, I think the B and T would be around that 5k mark. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, Jeff. There's, there's no good options here. Uh, yeah, we have, right uh, now, we have no. only bad options. Only bad options or expensive options. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for pretty much. Or around the ranch. What about an X95? What about a, like a, well, IWI? you said good options. I, you know, bull pups, I don't think are, Good. I love them for a, for a farm gun. <laughs> yeah. Getting in and out of a truck. Oh yeah, they'd, they would be good. Fantastic. For that, yeah. Yeah. Not great for like racing off. Eating on bull pups. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, if if I had a farm and I wanted to shoot coyotes and they were like, I when I shot coyotes, I had to like hop out of my truck and make a shot. I get a bull pup. Nice and small, takes up less space in the truck. Not a lot of like length to get like hung up on doors. On, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what that, that's what bull, bull pups are for. Bull pups are for, uh, you know, mobile troops who are, who are like in vehicles or tanks or whatever. That's where they're best applied to. Mm-hmm. Not for accuracy, not for reloads, but you don't need those for coyote shooting. You're like an RDB, maybe a type 97. Those would both be okay. Yeah. RDB probably before the type 97, just a little bit more ergonomic. Sad. You got to get to that point now. There's no other options for it, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like the like, Lockhart might be it. it. It might be it, but uh, TBD. Yeah, it's a brand new rifle, and brand new rifles are always going to have some sort of teething problems. So, mm-hmm. um, don't buy that if you're not willing to sacrifice reliability. I think the the best buyers for the Lockhart uh, right now are the people who like know guns really well, had an AR before, and can give good feedback to them so that they make that gun better, and then. Everyone else can get a better gun on Gen 2. Hmm. Good point. So, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know if we have a, a good option there. We talked about 223 rifles, though, just recently here. 180 alternatives, what those were. Uh, hmm. Tony was saying SU-16 for ultra lightweight and low round count. Yeah, an SU-16 would be fine for a low round count. I wouldn't want to run like thousands of rounds through it and break the receiver. But they are very nice and low. Uh, low weight. Uh, and then both Tony and Mike are saying that bolts are breaking at the moment for the Ravens and Gen mm-hmm. 2 bolts are coming. So yeah, see, if you wait for Gen 2, because um, most everything else on those guns looks pretty good. So if the bolts are all they need to do to fix it, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Kyle, did you want to take the second email? Sure. 
Hello, Slamfire crew. Was wondering if anyone ran into the similar issue that I, that my uh, WK180 is having. Got my WK last summer. Never had an issue. This winter, it started to have light primer strikes and rode it off to the cold. And now it is having bolt cycling issue like crazy. Can't make it five rounds without the bolt not closing properly. Sometimes it gets stuck halfway, three quarters, or just stays open a hair and causes a light primer strike. I've noticed that my magazines have wear marks from what I'm assuming the bolt when you feed it when you feed it in round by a hand, it does have issues. Or it does not have issues, sorry. Gotta learn to read tonight. Huh. Only when a mag is inserted. I'm using P Mag Gen 2, Gen 3, and my cross mags. This gun don't like anything. Sitting here at the range wishing I had bought brought my SKS at this point. At least it runs. Any thoughts, lady and gentlemen? Should I reach out to Kodiak Defense or sand of off the top of the mags? Thanks, Cody. Um, get rid of plastic mags and buy metal mags. Yeah, that's one option. Um, try that and and see yeah. if it helps. Or just like uh, go ask your one of your buddies who has an AR or WK one eighty to try their his mags yeah. and see if they as work. As far better. as feeding issues on the couple WKs I shot. They were always due to plastic mag, whether you were pressed up against a barricade or it slightly over inserted. As soon as I switched to metal mag, like a Beowulf or something, it problem gone. It you could Brand lean design. on that mag and it didn't over insert. You could lean on the front of it up against a barricade, didn't have a failure to feed. Plus, with those feed lips, you can tune them. Mm-hmm. You can only tune the the plastic ones one way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my recommendation. Just dish the plastic. Um I need more information because like the the bolt cycling issues, um, that could be short stroking. It could be like it's not cycling all the way, and when it goes forward, it's it's misfeeding because it just like it just gets back just behind that rim and then it goes to push it and it's got like no oomph to like ram it forward. So it might be that that could be caused by a number of things. It could be caused by a lack of lubrication. It could be caused by um, needs of cleaning. The carbon buildup in the uh, in the gas block might be there. It could be caused by the gas block being loose and uh, not. Oh, he says he sent an e- a photo with the email. He did. Yeah. Oh, what's the photo look like? It's full out of battery. What's that? It oh, was pulled the- out of battery. Yeah, that doesn't tell us. That doesn't tell us. Well, okay, that's picked up the round and it's just sitting there. Oh, why is it sitting there? How smooth is it when you run the bolt with nothing in it, with nothing in it at all? Because like that, if it got to that point, I would assume it's got enough to like lock in there. But maybe like the springs bound up on it or something like that, or maybe the guide rod's not smooth. Because if it's smooth, it should just like. It should just slick into place, right? It should just mm. glide right in there, especially when the when the round is like that. What what would be stopping that bolt from going all the way forward? Shouldn't be anything. Very smooth, no issues until the mag is inserted. Oh well, okay. maybe the mags are sitting too high in there. Then that's possible. It's entirely possible that the uh, maybe the mag catches in the wrong spot and it's letting that mag like ride against the bolt, and that's causing mm. the uh, friction from uh, from getting it to so I would contact Kodiak then mag over insertion it could be 
could be mag over insertion. But at the same time, that should be a code. Yeah, the, especially that second photo where it's like it's just sitting there not moving forward. That's really weird because the, the round isn't holding it back. It's something else. Maybe the mag. Maybe the mag's over inserted or maybe it's just not in like not cut in the right spot. Well, does it look to you that that bolt is forward? I mean, it, it shouldn't be at that point, but it almost looks like it's forward in its lock position. Uh, no, it looks long enough. It looks, it looks like it's sitting out here. Let me just share my screen for the, the second photo here. Cause the, it's, it's out. If, if it was locked in it with the bolt lugs would be pretty tight. Well, what I was thinking would like, I mean, it's easy Maybe to tell but if that breech pin broke or something. Cause it, it just seemed long out of the, the bolt there, the bolt carrier. Oh, well, you know, the other thing that can keep that wouldn't do every five shots, though, if it was no. uh, if every shot it was like that, I would say that that pin, the extractor pin is uh, is loose. That's another thing to take a look at, because the extractor pins on these things aren't peened in and they can work mm -hmm. themselves loose and then cause a jam like that. And then it just can't recover, though. Well, it doesn't go into to full lock. Yeah. No, it'll, it can't. Yeah. It, it just sits yeah. there because the that pin keeps yeah. it. But yeah. And as I'm saying, I realize how dumb my comment was so but like disregard my previous comment <laughs> it, like for where that for where that that bolt is sitting right yeah. now it should just slide right in there's yeah. nothing stopping it from getting in there except something else the magazine or something like that yeah i got backwards in my yeah. head so tony's saying the m3 should be fine because they have an ins a built-in insertion stop you can skip it on some of these guns you can ram it past that insertion stop if you really ram it in there yeah i had but Gen 3s, and it was pretty easy to over-insert. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you should be able to move back and forth with the mag in there and not have any, like, holding up or anything like that. And if you do, then when you hand-load it every round, it does not have an issue. Yeah, I would uh, I would contact Kodiak, especially if, if you're the first owner. Contact Kodiak. Let them figure that out. That's their gun. You shouldn't have to troubleshoot it if it's uh, if it's fairly new. No point, and they'll fix it. Like they'll ask some questions, and then uh, and then they'll take it in, and they'll you know probably send you a new lower that's got the the mag cut out in the right spot, or the bolt. Maybe the bolt has like maybe it's too low and it's dragging against the magazine. But they'll they'll be able to figure it out. Uh YouTube comments. Kyle, do you want to hit those? Sure. Uh, actually, before we get to YouTube, mm -hmm. we did have a question on player. Uh, Regs is asking question for Adriel. Ruger ten twenty two lube or no lube or dry lube? Uh I lube them. If if they're dry, they start to jam right around one hundred and twenty rounds. Uh, in my experience, that's uh, mm. that's uh, that's the point in the day at a maple seed when uh, when I start to see dry uh, Ruger ten twenty twos jamming. Uh, so yeah, I lube them. Uh, if you over lube them, the extra lube will pick up carbon and uh, make them real dirty. And then they're going to start having jamming problems again in about hundred mm -hmm. rounds, but at least you're going to get another hundred rounds. So I, 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 I lube mine um, and the spots I lube, I got talked about this in one of my videos, the, uh, the guide rod for the spring. Uh, I, I lube that uh, I put like a little bit of synthetic grease just along the bottom of the boat bolt where it rubs against the hammer. And uh Top of the receiver because the sometimes the bolt like glides along that so 
anywhere where there's like contact and, and friction, I just put like a just a little bit of synthetic grease or, or frog lube or, or whatever on it just to act as that. And then I try not to, if you overspray with, uh, this is what I do at, at Maple Seed events just to get a gun back up and running, but I would never do it as like uh, if I had the time. But if I'm not, if I don't have the time, I give her a spritz of this. And it works, gets the gun back up and running, but it's going to get dirty quick. <laughs> yeah. There's just not time to like take it apart. And like, I'm just going to put a little bit of grease here, a little bit of grease there. Okay. Now yeah. it's back up and running. Nah, psh, psh. give it a little <laughs> bit of and, and away she goes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we'll get into YouTube comments. And first comment is from Link. And he says he wishes we would be better at getting our content onto Rumble. YouTube is trash. <laughs> I thought we had yeah. Rumble. I thought Rumble I, like automatically picked it up. I don't know. I've don't watch stuff there. I've never used Rumble, so. Uh, radio. Yeah. It was supposed to automatically pick it up. This is why I, I don't do stuff on Rumble, because it was supposed to just do it for me. Hmm. I'll take a look. Okay. Uh, while you're looking, uh, Tony was saying in his defense, first got to maximize a dollar. And more importantly to him, it's just principle. If Tendo wants apple to apple, I will give them apple to apple. You better come to the table matching all the conditions. It's just fair. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Eddie taking a trip back. Uh, he says on episode 513, SBI and the ST22, mm-hmm. Adriel has three tokes. I guess you didn't sell them before the freeze. And I think you bought them just before the freeze, didn't you? My aunt was getting her R pal, so I bought a couple of guns that I was going to sell to her because I was like, I was getting good deals. Like the tokes were a hundred bucks a pop. Can't beat that, right? And I got small hands. I got that Narinko CF98 right here. Now they're mine forever. <laughs> they're forever guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie comments on episode 512 a bum stick. Is that for the alien to use in the Roswell match? And I don't know what we're talking about. Her no, I'd have to go back and listen to that to <laughs> see the bum stick reference. <laughs> and then back to episode 513, Eddie says, 12 and a half inch barrel is loud for hunting. If you run a 10 and a half inch barrel in that chassis, make sure you have a hand stop at the end of your front stock. I agree. <laughs> Uh, and then Tony commented on uh, episode 515. Adriel, as I've mentioned before, you need to get a Lee APP press for the boys. They can deep prime and swage all the primer pockets very quickly. Hmm. I was looking at one because I was buying that Lee stuff. I was going to buy it direct from Lee, uh, but then a uh, buddy of mine mentioned uh, he's found the same stuff at Rusty Woods. So I'm like, oh, I'll get it from there. But hmm. I didn't look at their APP press. Hmm. Uh, Adriel, or uh, Tony also commented saying he was disappointed there was no campsite hangout with Adriel over the weekend. Uh, Got to maintain my OPSEC. Can't have you guys knowing where I'm at at all time. <laughs> That's funny. And that is it for YouTube. Nice. Oh, the APP Press is 188 bucks. Okay. I'm not do that. I would rather put that money towards uh, Dylan 600, 650. Yeah. If I get to that point, 
223 prices are coming back down. Uh, range view, I think. Someone had 223 on for 700. Getting better. Getting better. Uh, let's see. Instagram. Anything on Instagram? Facebook? Uh, no, we had a comment on Facebook, on Facebook, but it was just in regards to he was having issues adding us on uh, Instagram, but mm-hmm. turns out he'd already tagged us. So, cool. yeah. All right, uh, Discord, we got one of those. Uh, people are commenting live on it right now as we speak. So uh, if you want to uh, chat with us, uh, you can do so. Or Discord is where all the chatting is happening right now. So like live chat, they've got a really fantastic setup for service and that kind of thing. Uh, if you're interested, you can hop on there. And it also does like your video chats and audio chats and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested, we have a link that's coming up on uh, right now. And if not, go to the website and find it there. Or like bug one of us. Uh, we have a link on our Cabela's on our website that links to Cabela's. We'll let everyone know what people bought in July on our August second show. So if you want to help out the show and you're going to buy something from Cabela's online, anyways, go to the SlamfireRadio.com website. Click on the side of the website to get to Cabela's, and uh, when you purchase something, we will get a little kickback, a little, little taste, just a little taste. You don't have to pay anything extra. Cabela's just like, thanks, Slamfire. Thanks for sending that person over to us. <laughs> just slide some money into our pocket and which we use for paying uh stream yard and hosting <laughs> mm-hmm. and flights maybe we'll do some flights or, or a drive down to new mexico next year absolutely yeah cool. yep uh, if you'd like to support us you can support us on player or patreon uh if you'd like to email the show send an email to slamfire radio at gmail.com and finally let's get to shout outs kyle do you want to do your shout outs Sure. I want to shout out everybody who showed up to help set up on Saturday morning and then stuck around to help tear down the, uh, went really good. And then uh, shout out to Kevin and Tammy and well, Cavern city action shooters for sending us to the NRA banquet. Cool. Mo. I got nothing tonight. All right. For me, uh, Tom, just a great time as well in, uh, in Kananaskis. He was my, uh, other, he was the other shoot boss out there with me helping to put on that match. The RSO helped from the KGAC club. So day two, they, uh, a couple of people who'd shot day one or they're like, you need help for get day two. I'm like, I would love to. Oh, so we, wow. had, we had them, uh, uh, as line safety officers, which is fantastic because they shoot Ipsic. They know what to look for. Oh, it was so good. It was, it good. was good. Such a nice, uh, such a nice help. Uh, and then my recommendation, Ben Stoger is on a tear. So he gets on these tears where he like posts everything to like Instagram and YouTube. He's on a tear mm. right now. So if, uh, <laughs> he's got a bunch of stuff and practical, what's his practical shooting group? Group, yeah. Also has uh, a bunch of content that they've been posting up that's free. Uh, so if you're looking for information on uh, the classifiers, like shooting the classifiers, they've got some thoughts on that. Uh, they've got some thoughts on moving quickly out of a, out of position, uh, some really good clips and short too. So, um, take a look at Ben Stoger's, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and then the practical shooting group. Cause there's, there's some really good, he's like really no nonsense in those videos. He just get like, kind of gets straight to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, there's, they're so good. They'll be like four or five minutes a pop and you learn something new with each one of them. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very, if you're into competitive shooting, uh, definitely give them a watch. 
and down to like tough. what stance you should have when you're shooting and you're going to do this, then what stance should you have so that you can do this next? It's, it's, <laughs> it's really nicely broken down. Uh, join our discord server, watch us on Facebook, YouTube and player and Odyssey and maybe rumble if they figure out their streaming thing. <laughs> their syndication. I, I just enabled our Facebook for it. I don't know what that'll do. We'll find out. Try and see CFR. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.